Do you want to live freely and lightly in your purpose and passion? More than ever, we need to learn to live in rhythms that help move us forward. Welcome to the Exhale Podcast. This is Holly Newton, founder of Exhale Women, and I am your host. I have invited three co-hosts, Annalise Lillard, Annette Yanez, and Cassie Cooper to join me here. We need God's rhythms of grace to live in His strength. What He builds, He sustains. We can't do it without Him. We have some incredible guests lined up, and we can't wait to share these conversations with you. Welcome to the Exhale Podcast. Hey everyone, Annalise here with the Exhale Podcast team, and today you're tuning in to the final episode of Season 5. If you've been tuning in at all this season, you know that we've been covering Beauty for Ashes. Uh, This is one of my favorites, personally, that we've covered. It's just incredible to hear about the different ways that God has brought about Beauty for Ashes in all of our guest speakers' lives. And isn't testimony just so good for the soul? So with that said, today's a really special episode. We get to hear from Annie Moss, who is the founder of the jewelry company, The Vintage Sparrow. If you're not familiar with The Vintage Sparrow, I highly recommend you check out their Instagram and their website. Um, I have a few pieces from them that are my favorites to wear daily. Uh, But more importantly, a little bit about Annie is that she is a wife to her husband of 14 years and a miracle mama to their sweet son, Solomon Elijah. What a great name. As mentioned, she is the founder of The Vintage Sparrow and a speaker who shares straight from the heart. Annie is passionate about seeing women step into their identity and authority as a believer while fulfilling their God-given purpose. She has ministered to countless women through The Vintage Sparrow. She truly has a heart to see women be all they are called to be while confidently pursuing the dreams that God has placed within them. Her message is one of courage and hope as she confidently brings an awakening of purpose to the daughters of Christ. Annie, thanks for joining us. And to those tuning in, thanks for joining us this season. We're thankful for each and every one of you, and we're glad to share this journey with you. Let's get to it. Welcome back to the Exhale Podcast. Today we have Annie Moss with us. She is the creator and founder of the Vintage Sparrow Jewelry Line. And not only that, um, Annie just has some powerful life stories that tell of the faithfulness of God. And I couldn't wait to get her on for this season of um, the Exhale podcast where we were talking about beauty for ashes. This is actually the finale episode, and I couldn't think of a better guest to have on. So Annie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Holly. I'm so glad to be with you today. Well, we were talking earlier, and I've been wanting to have you on for a while. I just knew that... um, the right episode would come to tell your power pack story and seriously could not think of a better, a better story to share as we end the season of beauty for ashes. Um, It just, it brings so much hope. I think to people um, to learn, to see the hand of God, even when they haven't seen the answers yet. And so I just want to start, let's just dig in and you have, um, you know, a beautiful story about your son and about how the Despero started. Mm-hmm. So um, let's just begin talking about your um, journey to motherhood. Yes. How, how that began and um, what that looked like for you. I, I would love to do that. You know, um, I want to first start by saying that God really is faithful. He really is faithful. And our journey to um, becoming parents, my journey to becoming a mother um, took many years. Um, But the Lord gave me a promise. 15 years ago, I was headed from Nashville to Houston to go and plan my wedding. And I I was sitting in the back of the plane. 
and I was in the Word. I was going through my little Bible, and I felt so strongly that the Holy Spirit said, you'll have a son, and he, he will come. You'll have a son, and he will come. And at that time, you know, I was young, um, 21 years old, and I thought, well, that's odd, because I wasn't thinking about having babies. Um, but he knew that I would need that word. And so much of my 20s, I spent doing international missions work. And um, my husband lovingly supported me in that. So I, I so enjoyed it. So for years, I wasn't really thinking about having babies. But that word would come back to me often, that you'll have a son and he will come. And um, so when the time came, when we wanted to start trying, um, we had tried for a year and he hadn't come. <laughs> and so, um, you know, my husband and I prayed about it and we felt like wisdom was just to um, go and get some medical expertise to see, you know, if there was anything going on. And um, sure enough, our doctor recommended us to Nashville Fertility. And so little did I know the journey that we were about to step into and embark on. Um, but I had peace about it. I had 100% peace about it. You know, if God wanted to do just a complete sovereign miracle and just give us that baby without medical intervention, I knew he could and I knew he would. But I was also just as confident, and this took time on the journey, to learn that God can also work medical miracles. And that was our story. And so um, for anyone who knows about the journey excuse me, of IVF, it is a very expensive journey, a very emotionally taxing journey. Um, but God provided every step of the way, every step of the way, and put people in my path along the way that had walked similar journeys. He's so good like that. You know, people that had also walked similar journeys and now were walking in their miracle and had their baby. And um, so, that was a seven-year journey, seven-year journey. And the beautiful part of it was when I finally became pregnant, when I looked back, I, I just was curious to see from the start time to the time of becoming pregnant. It was seven years to the month. You know, we know seven represents completion biblically. It was seven years to the month that I became pregnant. And um, our sweet baby boy, Solomon Elijah, is five and a half months old now. And I can be totally honest in saying it took me about four months to find my mom flow. <laughs> um, he is the love of our lives. And, um, you know, I, I, through the process, Holly, through the journey of trusting that God is who he says he is, um, it wasn't always pretty. It was not always a, a pretty, pretty packaged journey. I got really real and vulnerable with God. And I learned in that process that God is not afraid of my emotions. He's not afraid of my pain. Um, and I truly learned the heart of the father 
through that process because we actually went through two failed treatments before the third one was effective. So I believe in life at conception. We have little, we call them our little popsicles, embryo, <laughs> embryos. And uh, so I believe we have three babies in heaven um, uh, that, I, that I didn't meet on this side, but Solomon is, was here for this, you know, for the earth and for us. So um, it's been a, a journey and it's changed me forever, but I've chosen the process to say, you know, Lord, no matter the hard days, no matter what I go through, no matter the struggle, I'm going to choose to turn into you with the emotions. And he never turned me away. You know, he always was there through it, you know, so. Yeah, that, that is a really beautiful story, Annie. And I think I met you, um, gosh, between one of the first two attempts, if I remember correctly, I, when we were, when I was in Nashville at the Belonging Co., we were in a women's group together, and I remember, you know, us praying over you, and um, I just remember that, you know, in the um, not seeing the answer, you were still so steadfast. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean you were happy all the time, but you always had a glow about you. <laughs> I just remember how, how it struck me. Truly, mm-hmm. how you were able to have a countenance of peace and of joy that, and, and you just kept holding on to this promise God made you. So how, you know, how <laughs> did you do that? What gave you the courage to move on to try again in the yeah. face of disappointment? You know, Holly, I just dared to believe that if God said he would do it, he was going to do it. And, um, that wasn't the only time he spoke that to me. I mean, I, I believe in the prophetic and I believe of the spoken word over your life. And, um, it's beautiful when somebody speaks a word over your life that knows you and your story, but it's even more powerful and beautiful when somebody speaks a word of your life that does not know you. And I had had many words that were spoken over me as well, um, that, that you will become a mother um, you know, attended a conference and I remember a lady declaring life over my womb and she had no clue of my story. And so it was just in those moments of, cause I had doubt came, doubt knocked on the door of my heart, even despair knocked on the door of my heart. But when those moments would come, I would, I would literally have to reposition my mind to go back to the word. And I know in, that when God speaks a word, we know it's true. We know when he says it, it's signed, sealed, and delivered. It's just a matter of time. And so I would always go back to the truth of what he said and the truth of what I know that he planted in my spirit 15 years ago. And so um, that's that's where I would have to stay, you know, and there were hard days. I, I did battle um, um, even some depression over the seven years, you know, some different emotions that would pop up and, you know, um, truly had to learn how to celebrate other people, um, well through, you know, giving baby showers and celebrating other people with their baby. And I would even be willing to say there was one baby shower towards the end of my journey. I was just a mess and I wasn't able to go, but I sent a gift and I celebrated as well as I could in that time. There was no shame in that, you know, how to, you know, knowing that if I celebrate well, I believe God will bless me. And then also, um, I just stood on what he said. I just simply stood on the promise that he gave me over and over and over again. Yeah, that's powerful. 
um, <clears throat> that's a really powerful position to take, right? As yes. The, um, I think it's the, um, you know, like in football, it's the <laughs> offensive move <laughs> where you, you know, you position yourself to, to do what you know God has told you to do, um, even if sometimes that means waiting, you know, mm -hmm. and, and gleaning from what he has in that season. And so tell us, though, how, how you knew that the third one took. What was that like when you, like, was there a moment for those of us that haven't been through this particular journey? Was there a moment when you knew? Mm. Um. At that point in time, Holly, I had learned to live from such a place of surrender. I, I, it was, I was at such a place of surrender. I had come to this place in my heart of, God, I am going to trust you either way. Either way. Um, but I have to be honest, on the practical side of it, I woke up sick. <laughs> and so, you know, that was my, um, my unspiritual moment of, okay, I'm pretty sure this, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. And uh, it's so interesting too, that when a promise finally comes, um, I think at times I had painted a beautiful, pretty picture of, oh my gosh, pregnancy and the glow and all the exciting, you know, things that come along with that. But my pregnancy was actually pretty rough. And so, um, you know, just because we step into the promised land doesn't mean there still aren't giants there. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, I knew, I, I knew um, on a practical side, but, but truly I had come to a place of such surrender of Lord, if this is it, if this is the moment, um, let it be, let it be. But if this is not the moment, and that's a hard place to come to, you know, but it's a true place of surrender a true place so I had just come to a total place of surrender that's such a powerful story and just hearing you know you share about coming to that place of really reaching like that's that's one of the biggest dreams I feel like so many of our listeners if they aren't in that place yet or maybe they have been in that place that's a that's a huge dream of having a family and and you know holding your baby and that coming to that place of saying okay lord you know if this is it, then I will praise you. And if it's not, then I will still praise you. And I guess I would just love to hear, you know, what are some of the, I don't know if like even putting voice to some of the struggles or, or maybe the, the doubts that you faced. And then if there were specific scriptures that the Lord really put in your heart, you know, for, I think for myself to hear and for even people that are listening to hear, like I'm, I'm feeling this way, you know, and hearing some of the scriptures that even the Lord gave you in that time um, to combat some of those doubts and those fears that you had. Yes. Well, I, um, Jeremiah 29, 11 has been an anthem for my life, all of my life. Um, uh, my childhood was a little bit tumultuous at times. Uh, I've come from a blended family and um, that has mixed things in its own. Um, but as a young girl, as a young woman, and then as a woman who walked through infertility, I would go back to, I know the plans you have for me are good and to prosper me. And um, I believe that that was part of it. Having children was part of the prosperity. And so that was a scripture that um, definitely um, I stood on through that time. And just truly believing, you know, I, I really feel like through that time, um, I battled a lot of fear even. 
because when you feel like your body, in a sense, I felt like my body had betrayed me, was betraying me. And so it really stirred up a lot of emotions of fear, which had, had branched off into anxiety and just all these different things that can come from that place. Um, but I also learned in that time, you know, the scripture that says perfect love cast out all fear and that God is love. And so I really, I learned who he was and the fullness of his love for me in my deepest broken place in my valley that his perfect love could cast out that fear um, that would just rise up at any given moment would just, I could be triggered at any given moment um, due to all of the, all the emotions that came along with a journey of infertility. Um, so uh, a perfect love cast out all fear. That's such a good one. And makes me think of the the prayer that Paul prayed in Ephesians where it talks about knowing, you know, the depths of God's love. And when we understand that, then we will understand the fullness mm -hmm. of God. And that comes, you know, his love is the foundation of every, every promise, every, you know, when we understand how deeply he loves us, it wipes away the doubt and the fear that maybe he doesn't want to do his best for me. That's it. And, mm -hmm. you know, his best looks so different sometimes, you know, in your story, his best was, was the weight and then, and then your son, you know, and that is then you being able to use, you know, your testimony and your story and the things the Lord has taught you to, to speak into someone else's life, so many other lives and bring encouragement. But it comes yes. from that place of understanding that he loves you so much that he won't let your story be anything less than his best. Yes. Amen. I love um, how we're talking about waiting and even you talked about surrender. And I feel like also a big thing is how do we know who God is? You know, because I feel like a lot of times we may find ourselves surrendered, mm. but I think there's something about being surrendered where we should press in more about who are you, God? Mm. Because when I, I've seen this right now, kind of currently, like as I'm pressing into who he is, I'm also understanding my identity. And a lot of times I knew it, right? I could list out the, the characters and the things, you know, I am a child of God. I'm the apple of his eye and just, but there's something about really understanding it. And both of you were just talking about that. And it just sounds like in that waiting, not only should we be surrendered, mm -hmm. but what do we do with that surrender? And so how, how did you like pressing in a little bit more knowing who God is, that connection to your identity, that even if you didn't have hope or you've had some anxiety, you still could go back to that place of, wait a minute. Yeah. That's why, because this is who God said I am. Yeah. I think for me, Annette, um, and I believe it's this for all of us is his children. It all comes from encounter. And um, I always wanted a, um, I don't know, to make things harder than they really were through that process. But my surrender, it always came through encounter and it still does. Even now that I have Eli, when I'm having those hard days, um, that through that encounter, like you said, I learn of who he is. And when I learn of who he is, I learn of who I am. And then I learn I'm his and I'm taken care of. And like, you know, I agree, we can say and recite all these things and that is so powerful, but there's something, a knowing in our spirits 
we cry, Abba, Father, you know, mm-hmm. in that encounter, in those moments, in that time that we're just spending with him, whether it's here in my office at work or in the late night hours when I'm concerned about something. Um, but I do believe my deep place of surrender came through my committed places of encounter with him. That's really good. I think sometimes we do make it more complicated and we even try to schedule, you know, for some it works, schedule your Bible time or your prayer time. Um, but I think if we're just con, even like you said, like, even if we're in our office or at the grocery store, we can be committed to that and, um, and make it, let it, allowing that to become a habit is not bad, mm-hmm. right? But we don't have to make it complicated. And try to do it in our own, our own will. If we just simply say, Lord, I'm here right now. What do you say in this moment that I'm struggling with? Yes. Agreed. I couldn't agree more. (laughs) That's beautiful. And encounter changes everything, doesn't it? (laughs) When we've encountered God. Sure does. Yeah. Um, I know in Nashville, that was a big one for me, Annie. I don't know about you, you know, being at the Belonging Co., but just to encounter God so pivotally there, you know, they made beautiful space and still do the presence of God um, over production or perfection, but just to be in God's presence and encounter him, you know, personally. And that was a big shift for me to be in a church that made so much room for that, you know, every every week, (laughs) you know, so, um, I love that you brought that up and how that, you know, encounter has been a big part of your story and a big part of your perseverance. Absolutely. Um, well, there's more to your story. <laughs> that beautiful son is the gift. He but, is. <laughs> but before you had him, you started the Vintage Sparrow. Tell us a little bit about that how did I would love to and what's going on now I know we carry some of your beautiful things uh with mm-hmm. XL women we're big fans <laughs> thank you thank you and um yeah let's I would love for our listeners to hear more about that part yeah absolutely well the vintage sparrow is a miracle in itself um you know God in his kindness through the journey of longing to birth a child he called me to birth a business and a ministry, you know, to women. And so um, over that seven-year wait, um, the Vintage Sparrow, it grew and um, came into what it is today. But it wasn't something that I um, sought after. It was just something I kept saying yes to the Lord. I went on a missions trip back in 2014, and I needed to raise money to go. And so I started making jewelry. And um, again, talking about encounter, there would be nights where I would be sitting on my couch late at night making jewelry to raise money for this missions trip. And I would just feel the presence of God move into my living room. It was just so tangible. And um, I knew he was breathing on what I was doing. I thought, Lord, are you going to call us to move to Africa? What's going to happen? You know, I didn't know what was going on. Um, but, But he saw ahead as he does. And um, I just knew to keep to keep doing what I was doing. So I went on the trip, came back from the trip, and 
so many women said, Annie, can you make a piece of jewelry with this word on it or this scripture? And I saw a need and I love to create. I've always been really creative. And so I kept creating and um, started doing local shows. Nashville is super supportive of creative and arts community. And I would have women walk up to the booth where our jewelry was laid out and um, they would just begin to weep. You know, I mean, it was just like the presence of God would just fill the atmosphere. And, you know, there's moments in life where you can just see God breathing upon something and I could see him breathing upon it. And so um, I just kept saying yes and kept creating and God continued to open doors. And so I'm still in awe of what he's done. Um, We're now on QVC television platform where we reach millions, you know, Um, he's given us this place in a, a secular you know, television program where I literally declare the name of Jesus. And um, it's just an incredible, beautiful thing. And so um, I just keep saying yes, Holly. I just keep saying yes to every, everything, every door that he opens. And I, and I love the jewelry. I love to, you know, of course, you know, stylish fun jewelry, but the message behind it is truly what we're about. So Yes. Oh, goodness. I was probably one of those women. (laughs) No, I do remember um, asking you, and you did, you created two beautiful, unique pieces for the Exhale Women Conference in 2017. Um, Mm -hmm. I did keep two of those because, you know, I know that they were exclusive. (laughs) Yes, they were. (laughs) But um, just such a blessing. And it was really amazing just to watch you grow in that. Again, I think I encountered you around the time it was really taking off. And now you have a retail store and you're on QVC. Mm-hmm. I mean, just to keep saying yes, boy. Yeah. It, it can be scary, can't it? <laughs> when you're not Absolutely. sure what you're getting yourself into. Although you're a savvy businesswoman, so I'm sure you had, you know, some plans. But, you know, I know the Lord has probably just taken you beyond what you could have dreamed. Oh, he absolutely has. I, I still have moments. And, and I think that it's important to stay in that place of awe, mm-hmm. you know, Um I actually go on Monday where I'm going on a show on Labor Day Monday, you know, usually with QVC, you know, two days before, you know, you're going live. And so it's um, actually with COVID, I go live out of my home, which is kind of beautiful because I don't have to fly to the studio in Pennsylvania. Um, But I I just keep saying yes. And I, I still sometimes look around at what we get to do as a team. And I think, Lord, I'm just in awe of you you know, that you would make way for us to share a message, a powerful message of Jesus um, through jewelry, you know. And so we are a jewelry company, but I like to think of us as a movement um, that's encouraging and inspiring, empowering women across our social media platforms and um, our website. And and ultimately that just when people encounter us um, or the vintage bear of the work that we do, that they would encounter Jesus. You know, so um, any, you know, in my younger days, I was actually a hairdresser for 14 years. So most people don't know that about me. I was also a youth pastor. And so I was always always bivocational. Um, So my heart has always been for women, you know, and when he pulled me out of that element and that environment, when I really thought it would end up being um, indefinitely into the four walls of a church, um, it was almost felt like I was in rebellion at first as he called me into the marketplace, you know, into the business realm. 
Um, but I, I'm actually even more comfortable with that than I am anything now. Cause I, you know, I don't believe there's a secular sacred divide. And, um, so it's just beautiful that he's given us this place in a secular environment to go out and share his name and draw people to him. Yeah. I love that. And you do, you do such a beautiful job, Annie, like truly make the world a better place. I, I really mean that. And thank you. Uh, just, you know, as a daughter of Christ and, um, a believer that is, you know, you just keep saying yes. And I love the fact that, you know, you haven't divided it in your life, like the secular and the sacred. Um, you're both, uh, you, you're a powerful speaker because of what's inside of you and, and the gift. And yet, you know, you're running this business and you're a mom <laughs> full-time mom <laughs> as well. And so it just is such proof of God's faithfulness, isn't it? It is in our lives to be able to do these things and just keep saying yes and allow him to open the doors, allow him to give the strength and, and to show you the way. And I, I just love it. Um, so before we wrap up, I, I would love for you to share anything else going in, going on in your life and uh, for the future that you want to share. Yes. Well, I am also in the process of writing a book. Um, I love to write. And, um, you know, it's, it's a beautiful thing that God can download things to us that we can share with other people to encourage and inspire them. And so um, my first book is going to be a devotional book. When the Lord first said your first book, it kind of startled me. Um, and, you know, on an honest note, it has seemed daunting at times. But again, with, with my, time, my time frame of where things are with my life now, but again, I've learned even with the book, it's just saying yes every day, just creating space, just like I do with him and encountering him, um, creating space for that. So I'm super excited about that. And um, we are in the process of wearing it today, releasing some new, our eternity necklace and some new minimal pieces. Um, so I'm super excited about that as well. And um, yeah, I, you know, I'm, I'm just along for the ride. Whatever Jesus has for me, we're, I'm just going to keep saying yes. <laughs> Love it. So excited. And, um, you know, we want to follow along. So for those um, that may not know how to yet, can you please let us know, you know, what's the best way to keep in touch with you, Annie, and yes. to make sure we receive all the news? Yes, absolutely. So you can go to the vintagesparrowjewelry.com. And if you sign up for our newsletter, I send personal words and encouraging things out weekly. You can also check out our jewelry line. And we're also on Instagram under the Vintage Sparrow and on Facebook as well. So great. great. Thank you so much. Well, it's been such a joy to see you. Um, so to our listeners, we do our calls on Zoom. We get to see each other's faces, <laughs> even though we're miles apart. Um, it's a fun thing to do. So it's great to see you, Annie. Thank you, Holly. So much for sharing with Exhale Women um, and all of your beautiful creations. Just such Thank a you so much. Thanks so much for listening to the show. We are here for you. You can find me super easy at Holly A. Newton on Instagram and Holly Newton Official on Facebook. I'd love to connect with you and hear how the show is encouraging you. And let's help others find the show so that they can also be encouraged in their purpose and passions. There's a couple of ways you can do that. One by subscribing and another is by rating and reviewing the show wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. 
And two, you can even screenshot, share in your stories, text it to your friends and family. And be sure to tag me at Holly A. Newton on the socials so we can connect.